Hashtag SFMBTH. Nine minutes to four. John Kerry in for Eldrin today. Now, we unpack the illegal migration bill. This is happening in the UK. It seeks to address the channel crossing crisis in the UK. It enables detention of illegal arrivals without bail or just judicial review within the first 28 hours of, det- of detention until they can be removed. Human rights campaigners have condemned the bill, saying it's illegal, unworkly, unworkable, and utterly inhumane. Musam Dunge is a political analyst, also a PhD candidate based at the University of Dundee. Musa, thank you very much for joining us. Um, one of the things that has... Let's talk about the bill, first of all, before we talk about the legality of it. What are they hoping to achieve here? Yes. Well, look, I mean, the, the illegal migration bill really finds its foundation in the old debates of Brexit in 2016. You know, one of the major issues that those who are, who are pushing for the Brexit was, was the issue of migration, the fact that it seemed like for British citizens that um, they would bear the brunt of new migration flows from Europe that would affect public services, but not only that, competition for jobs as well mm. um, was definitely an issue, and as well as suppressed um, you know, wage uh, you know, expectations for, for the people here. And so the migration bill finds itself there. Of course, you know, UK is one of those countries that are very attractive to people, and we've seen a huge flows from, from, from countries in Africa where there's been a crisis of, of civil wars, of terrorism, that I see an increase of people wanting to, to, to migrate and seek asylum in the UK. And of course, given the fractions that have occurred due to Brexit between both the UK and countries particularly such as France, um, for the longest time, there hasn't been an agreement between mainland Europe as well as the UK on how to deal with migration flows, especially from boats that have been, you know, that, that have, you know, been kidnapped, from from those who are exercising in, you know, in, you know, in the exchange of human beings, uh, you know, for slavery and human trafficking. And these have been issues that that both countries have failed until this point to really deal with. Of course, now there is somewhat of an agreement between the two countries, mm. but it's still to be seen whether this bill will be passed as legal once it reaches European courts. Yeah, let's talk about that. The government itself has admitted it might not be compatible with international human rights laws. Prime Minister saying he's up for the fight in the courts. Look, you know, for the Prime Minister, you can see why this issue is a very important one, where he is most likely to stand up for the principle of the bill, regardless of some of the criticisms against it. Um, remember that, you know, what is happening here is all, um, you know, working and ventilating in the sectional battles within the Conservative Party. He has won, you know, the round in terms of the Northern Ireland Protocol. And so on migration, he will seek to be, very, uh, be a very strong Brexit peer in order to gain support from the backbenchers, particularly that group, you know, of the European European Research Group that support Boris Johnson and support a harder Brexit. Mm. And so for Richard Sunak, it is unlikely that we will see him back off. And so if this will go all the way to the European courts. And then the question is, what happens between the UK and the European and in the European Union and how will that affect trade relations? diplomatic relations, but also remember, NATO relations are very important in a time where the world finds itself with the Russian invasion in Ukraine.
Uh, Muslim Dunga, explain what's so wrong with this then. If people are coming into a country illegally on these small boats and they are taking advantage of a system, uh, isn't it right that they be sent back, detained and sent back to the country that they came from? They're illegal after all. Well, you know, the complexity of, these, of this issue is, is about is it, is it fair and is it right to send back people to countries that are facing civil war where their lives may be threatened. If you take for the example, and a good example in this case, look at what's happening in Iran with women's rights and, and, and the women's protests there. You know, the UK has seen an increase in asylum seekers from such people. Mm. Would it be just, given, given the United Kingdom's uh, democratic values and norms, to send people back to those conditions? And I think that is where the, where the question is really um, for, for the British government, especially as it posters this new idea of a global Britain. You know, so its approach to migration may do harm to its reconfiguration of its brand, away from a focus on Europe or America, to one of a Britain that is able to not only compete globally, but one through, through, through soft power can be influential. What does it say for British soft power to be seen to be pushing a bill that is basically anti-globalization? And, you know, and, and that's where the crisis is for the United Kingdom. Uh, yeah, people will be prevented from using modern slavery laws to oppose their removal. It'll be deferred before modern slavery when a person's cooperating with law enforcement agency in trafficking investigations. So if people are claiming slavery, then they have to get involved in those investigations. So are they not just closing loopholes here? Look, I think that that's exactly what they they try to do. You know, it, it, it's many people are criticizing this particular bill, are arguing that you know Britain is trying to abscond its responsibility as a responsible right. state in in global affairs, right? And and made worse that it is a great power, it is a permanent member of the United Nations Security Council, and so fundamentally, is it not going against? You know, it's very mandate, the mandate of so great a power that it has been given to really ensure the security of people. And so a question here is, you know, what is in the best interest of security for these people who are crossing, you know, know, the the channel? You know, and, and that is the question that the United Kingdom has got to ask, you know, and again, it speaks to this issue of its human rights record, you know, as a promoter of human rights, you know, as a responsible state in global affairs. And, and, and that's where Rishi Sunak may have a problem, but, if, if, but given that he may be thinking about his political uh, you, you know, options right now to, to gain support among his backers, it is likely that he will stick to this resolve of pushing this particular matter to its expected end. I want to come back to what you were saying earlier about the factions within the party. This is what Mr. Sunak stated his premiership on, curbing those channel crossings. That's how important this is for him, right? Yes, you know, that, that fundamentally remember, you know, the challenge for the, about the Conservative Party is that it does not reflect, you know, the British people. Right, you, it's a party made up largely of old white men, you know, who old, who hold on to old ways of thinking, 
you know. And so Richie Sunak, in order to garner support for his bid for the premiership and the leadership of the Conservative Party, has had to take a hard line on migration. Now, whether it will it will serve him well, time will, will tell. But you know, he's certainly strengthened by the Northern Ireland, uh, you know, you know, protocol really being done away with with the Windsor framework, and and that is is what will booster his his support as he pushes the migration issue. And let's not forget that the Labour Party has been very weak on migration, you know, and they've never put out a, a clear position on the matter. And so Richard Sunak has a political space domestically to really push this matter because even his opponents seem to not have a strong enough critique or position on this matter. And, and so for him, he may be looking at this with the eyes of the Elect, of the of the general elections that are that are likely to happen next year, and saying this is a good matter that I can really push my political capital on, you know, and invest in, and I will likely reap the, reap the benefits, especially at this point where he is, you know, riding a high tide, you know, after dealing with the issues around Northern Ireland. Mm. Musam Dunge, thank you very much. Political analyst, also a PhD candidate based at the University of Dundee, takes us to four o'clock.